1: You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans
2: about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get
1: in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. TCL. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. You like that? You like that? Football. Yes, Purple Daily, it's time for another episode of Kirk or Blank, which we will dive into in just a moment after we thank Federated Insurance. Federated's been helping Minnesota business owners for over 100 years, based in Owatonna, and uh, this is probably the craziest four-month stretch in at least my lifetime, so if you're a business owner and you just need that frontline protection and you need some peace of mind and guidance, Federated Insurance is here to help. Federatedinsurance.com is where you can go to find trusted resources during the pandemic. Things might change even more if you're a business owner over the next coming months and the rest of the year. So just don't get caught off guard and make sure you have that protection. Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. You like that? I'm Phil Mackey. We got Jud Zolgad, Courtney Cronin from ESPN.com. She covers the Minnesota Vikings. And we appreciate all of you uh, either subscribing to our Purple Daily podcast feed or uh, or hitting us up with a subscription on the YouTube page, youtubecom north. And uh, ordinarily we do Kirk or blank, and we give you a slate of three quarterbacks to choose from. Last week, Ryan Tannehill, Philip Rivers. And uh, Justin Herbert, this week we're just going to do one. I think I know what the answer is. Maybe somebody will surprise, but <laughs> Pat Mahomes just signed up to a $503 million 10-year contract if he goes through and plays the whole thing and gets all the incentives. So the game is Kirk or blank, and we're looking at contracts as well. And ordinarily it's a three-year window. But for this one, I'm going to give you Kirk and his contract or Pat Mahomes and his entire contract. Who do you choose? Let's start with Courtney.
0: Well, I choose Patrick Mahomes.
2: I'm not going to
0: filibuster here. (laughs) Come on! Hot take it, Cronin!
2: (laughs) Um,
0: There's no hot take to make. And I think the only, I guess, controversy you can try to stir up here would be over the structure of the contract and calling it a team-friendly deal, just given the way that the guarantees are structured and the fact that he gave the Chiefs control of him over the next 12 seasons. Because you'll remember... He was only coming off a year three. They had his fifth-year option picked up, and they now have him under contract. It's a 10-year extension, but he had two years initially uh, that were remaining on that rookie deal. So really good work here by the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think that when you look at the length of this deal, 10 years usually in the NFL, we look at that and say, okay, well, what? what about the fluff money? What about the stuff at the end that's probably going to be – more on the team side and that they can void it and it's not going to actually come to fruition. Well, the way that this contract is structured, Patrick Mahomes realistically has a chance to restructure given what the quarterback market could be in five years from now when Dak Prescott, uh, Carson Wentz, those guys are signing their next deals in 2025 let's say. So for a team that's chasing the New England Patriots, that is absolutely what they're doing. Patrick Mahomes said in the video that he posted on Twitter confirming the extension last night that we're chasing a dynasty. The bar set is set at six, so they've got one under their belt right now. I think this is a team that is in a three- to five-year Super Bowl window immediately. Just when you think about the pieces he has around him on offense, Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardiman, Travis Kelsey, they're under contract for a couple more years, but think about all the free agents that are now going to want to come to Kansas City and play with Patrick Mahomes, and the money that they're going to have, given the way that they structured the Steelies, 15.4% of the cap or something like that this season, they've got money to spend going on beyond this 2020 year, and I think that they're going to be able to reload each time they want to and compete for another Lombardi.
2: This is not tough, right? I I mean, the Chiefs have their QB. The Vikings, they're still looking. They like Kirk. You like that! They like Kirk. Are Kirk they, Kirk's yeah, are well they, are and they, good. Are
1: they dating Kirk Cousins? Because the Chiefs just married Pretty, Pat Miles. Oh,
2: very very much. Yeah. Okay. And, and the Vikings have been looking for that type of impact QB basically since Tarkington. Um, you get him. The Chiefs did the right thing. 12 years is a long time, but you keep him. Yeah, this is, this is from every angle an easy call. Because, like, I'm trying to think of what would the hot take be, the counter to, yeah, but Mahomes and Cousins is signed short-term or, or or to a shorter-term deal. And at every turn, I basically hit a roadblock of some sort saying, no, the Chiefs are the fortunate ones. The Chiefs are the team that did the right thing. There are a lot of teams, including uh, teams in, in this division, the Vikings, the Bears. Uh, Detroit, perhaps, Mm -hmm. that would love to have the issue of, you know what, let's sign you for essentially 12 years. It is Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, and maybe about my seventh answer is, and maybe Kirk Cousins.
1: Yeah, it's it's Pat Mahomes, so there's no controversy on this episode, but I think it's worth sort of flushing out the second part of this, but the one thing that we've been begging Kirk Cousins to do. And some of this is just not part of his DNA as a quarterback is, Hey, when, when everything's falling apart around you, when the offensive line's having a bad game or when the opposing team in a primetime game on the road or a big playoff game gets up by double digits early. Can you just sort of push everything else off to the side and say, you know what? Hop on my back today. I'm throwing for 300 yards and I'm just going to go bonkers in the second half and win this game. Like Russell Wilson does it all the time. Uh, Tom Brady obviously has built a legacy doing that. And I would argue that Pat Mahomes has become one of the greatest at doing that in the NFL's history in just his first three years. Look at the last two playoff games last year, the AFC championship game and then the Super Bowl. Like Pat Mahomes, like all these things that, that are going wrong around you, you make that kind of money as a quarterback so that when everything is falling apart, you can rise up and do those things. And that's been my biggest question about the Kirk Cousins tier of quarterbacks. They still make 30 to 35 million dollars a year, even though they aren't able to do those things like Jimmy Garoppolo isn't the guy that's going to say like he did it a couple times, I guess, more than Kirk. But like there's a whole tier of quarterbacks that makes ridiculous money that isn't able to rise above adverse circumstances. And I think the question off the Mahomes contract is, where do you draw the line of like, hey, this quarterback, we're just going to pay him whatever the market dictates. Russell Wilson's in that category for me. Pat Mahomes is in that category for me. Uh, Tom Brady would have been for a long time and there's like you could argue that Deshaun Watson's emerging into that cousins is not in that category for me it makes me a little bit squeamish if I'm a general manager or I'm Rob Brzezinski and I'm trying to figure out how to build a roster around that $32 million it's hard so like Kansas City is going to have a harder time building a roster but it's worth it because Pat Mahomes is so much better than almost every other quarterback that's in that first or second tier
2: I'm not so
0: sure that they're going to have that hard of a time I mean like Judd had mentioned, with what the Vikings have been trying to do for so long and find that franchise quarterback. I mean, that was the Chiefs for however many years, 30, 40 years until we get to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they thought it could have been Alex Smith. They obviously saw something in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Brett Veach is probably going to get the GM of the year award. I mean, you might as well go ahead and give it to him now. But it's the way that these deals are structured. And when. Adept teams are the ones that can pay a quarterback what the market calls for, the 30 to $40 million range that we're seeing this thing trends towards. And I personally don't think anybody's going to be able to touch that figure, that average yearly salary when you, I guess you average it out, um, you know, $40 plus million plus a year for Patrick Mahomes. No one's going to touch that for quite some time, but. You can still use the two hundred or so million that you have to field a competitive team. If you know, a majority of your team's still on the rookie contracts, that's inexpensive. So there are ways to do it. Smart teams can do that. The Vikings could absolutely do that. But when it comes to the point of the money talking in Kirk Cousins performing and not meeting expectations Sorry, guys, that's what the quarterback market called for. When he signed the first contract, the $84 million fully guaranteed deal, and then got the two-year extension, quarterbacks love those short-term extensions. For a guy like Kirk Cousins to hit the open market two, three years from now, um, that benefits the player, not the team. And I think that that was kind of the trade-off here for the Chiefs where Patrick Mahomes isn't coming in asking for a Deshaun Watson-type deal, which has been reported to be a three-year deal. That's a headache. So this is actually when we – spin this thing forward and talk about how does this deal affect Dak Prescott, how does it affect Deshaun Watson. I think that, you know, those teams are going, Phew, it's not a short term deal that we have to somehow beat the bank here or try to match that. This is a very much something that is going to benefit the Chiefs in the long run over the player. But if for someone like Patrick Mahomes, who's twenty four years old, has accomplished all that he's accomplished it you know, in the first three seasons, including one of them, uh, which I guess you throw away because he was Alex Smith's backup, you know, this is this is the right time to make a deal like this, and I typically don't like these ten-year contract extensions because Agreed. we saw how we saw how it worked out with Donovan McNabb. We saw how it worked out with Brett Favre and the lifetime deal that or whatever he got in Green Bay, mm-hmm. um, and also with Michael Vick. They didn't pan out, and. They typically don't, but I just think something's different here because of the caliber of player that you have with Patrick Mahomes and you assume that that trajectory is only going to rise further as he gets in that second part of his 20s before he even reaches his prime. Prime's 30 years old for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's 24.
2: So in in your mind, is this a smart contract from, from his end then? I, I mean, it sounds nuts to say because it's worth so much. But is this a smart um, QB contract for a guy who's this good, or, or would he have been, uh, for selfish purposes, better off? Courtney, do you think trying to get a three, a, you know, yeah. three-year contract and he not a get, ten
0: he could have forced them to tag him twice. I mean, right. he could have he gone the Kirk Cousins route uh, with that. I think he sees something though. The way that the roster has been constructed, that they are in a window where they could win. 3 to 5 super bowls over the next 3 to 5 years. And um this 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 will lure free agents in because they're going to have the funds to spend. The way that Kirk Cousins contract was structured, I think in a way hurt the Vikings because of all the guys that they had to let go in free agency in 2019 or you know 2020 free agency, 2019 free agency. We knew that that was going to happen, that it was going to eventually become so inflated that they had to kind of cut the fat where they could. The way that this deal is structured, it's only 141. I know it's say only 141 million dollars are guaranteed, but that's guaranteed <laughs> for injury only. That's the, all the cash he's going to be due over the next five seasons. Um, that's going to give the Chiefs in their front office some flexibility to work with to go after some marquee free agents. You know, the argument now of do you pay Chris Jones? Uh, do you work out a long-term extension, or you know, expect him to hold out because they did franchise tag him? I would not pay him. I think for that position and what he's getting on the franchise tag in if you're going to work out some mega extension, it's not going to be for defensive tackle. Sure. Um, I, I think they're in a good position and you can argue, yeah, you could have gotten more, but I think he sees something here with just the way that this roster is constructed that, you know, in a way he knows he's going to get paid ridiculous amounts of money. It's being touted as the largest contract in sports. And when you compare it to baseball, it's apples to oranges. because baseball contracts are fully guaranteed, but this can stand up in a lot of ways to what that deal Mike Trout signed a few years ago.
1: The other interesting component here, just like this, this doesn't happen with the Chiefs and he doesn't win the Super Bowl with Andy Reid and like this doesn't come together the way that it does in this contract. If the Chiefs, after an 11, uh, it was, it was a 10 win season in 2017, a 10 and six season, actually on the heels of two 11 win seasons in 15 and 16, if they don't move off Alex Smith, so just to like obviously now in retrospect, and Alex Smith got hurt, and he's old, and like it's a, it's an obvious decision now with the benefit of hindsight. But at the time, the Chiefs made that decision to move up like fifteen spots in the draft yep. and trade for the rights to Pat Mahomes. They were coming off, like I said, multiple playoff seasons, and Alex Smith led the NFL in passer rating with a one hundred four point seven pass rating and average yards per attempt. At 8.6, like Alex Smith was at his best as a former number one overall pick in 2017. And the Chiefs said, we're not satisfied. Like, it's not good enough. He's still too conservative when it matters most. And we think we have a chance here. Does
2: that sound uh, like something that you've heard before? Like, this is like, Hmm, this all kind of
1: circles back to me to like the Vikings approach to quarterbacking has oftentimes been even like 15 years ago. Like, it often has been, uh, well, let's let's. Let's play the conservative route. Let's go for like the one-year Brett Favre here which is great or let's play the conservative route with Kirk Cousins is the best guy available and and so even if he's not a move the needle guy let's give him $30 million as opposed to you know what you might have to trade your draft to get the guy that you want in the first round and you know and make a bold move and the Chiefs did that and here they are.
2: I think that that uh, a guy like Smith and Cousins they're good QBs, right? and they're efficient, and they can get you to the playoffs. But my thing is, and this is why I keep saying this, we know who Kirk Cousins is. Kirk Cousins does not strike me in any way, shape, or form as a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there who are damn good, and they can get you to the playoffs, and guess what? They can win a playoff game, right? But when it gets the most difficult there's also now a lot of these guys who you say to yourself, do you really trust that guy? And the answer is no. And that's why a team like the chiefs, which is run by a lot of very smart, offensive minded folks said, Alex Smith is really, really good. And he is, and he is, he is secure. And our relationship is as secure as possible, but you know what? It's not exciting. Pat Mahomes is, and Pat Mahomes has that next gear. And I, My problem, Courtney, is I don't know if the Vikings have anybody internally now, Kubiak maybe, who can Mm -hmm. actually identify the outside kid that can get you to being, hey, we're a playoff team? Oh, no, we're actually a Super Bowl team now.
0: The fact that we're even questioning going into that first weekend of January, can Kirk Cousins do this? Mm Mm-hmm. That, I think, tells you everything you need to know just about the level of play and the differential between someone like Patrick Mahomes, where you expect him to be able to win games. If something were to break down, you expect him to be able to take on that load and make magic happen. There's only about five guys, four maybe, if you want to take Aaron Rodgers out of that mix, because some people think he's washed, that you can truly anticipate Making magic, making something out of nothing, and Kirk has just never, at any point in his career, been that guy. I mean, the Vikings knew that when they signed him initially, um, and I think that that's that's where the buck stops with me. If we're questioning, can you win a playoff game? There's 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 nothing else to compare here because I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes, and I know he can win a playoff game. I know he can win more than one playoff game. I know he can win a Super Bowl because he's done it. Um, and I think we get so stuck on the numbers, like, but that is what the market calls for. The quarterback market is constantly evolving and changing. I mean, yeah, people are now going to criticize and be like, wow, that Jared Goff deal looks pretty bad yes. uh, in hindsight to what he provided. I mean, granted, you can see between Goff's deal and Mahomes and Mahomes and Carson Wentz's deal, the guarantees are oddly similar and the total guarantees, not just injury guarantees. Um does that mean that Patrick Mahomes is, you know, on par with those two quarterbacks? No, it's just the way that it was structured. He's head and shoulders above everybody else. But that's how we end up judging it, I think, in the long run, just because how much money did that cost you in that move when mm-hmm. the quarterback really hasn't been able to play to the level where you think he can transcend any sort of money that's thrown at him and know that he's going to do the job he was paid to do.
2: Yep. And and what I'm about to say is completely unfair to Kirk, but it's true, okay? Okay. If you have if you have a Mahomes type, and I understand there's about four or three, so they're they're not e- exactly easy to find. But if you have that type of quarterback, that that game in San Fran, the playoff game last year, is winnable. It's a winnable game. It's very difficult yeah. and your team is not as good as their team, okay? Your lines got their asses kicked, and that's not going to change. O line, D line, advantage, Niners every time. But that's the type of game where if you have that quarterback, he says, I don't care. And he finds ways, if not to win that game, to give you a chance where until the clock expires, you're in that game. And that's the funny thing about that's that. That's the difference.
1: Like The conversation after that game and then some of the other, there's other games you know, toward the beginning of the season. And it always fell down to like, are you guys blaming Kirk Cousins? It's like, I don't know, like. I don't know if I'm blaming him. I'm I'm just saying that Russell Wilson would have put the Vikings in a better like. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I don't know. Cause, uh, am I blaming him for just not I physically you're ass- being able to avoid pressure? Because I think he's you're slow? assessing like, him.
0: You're, you're saying that that's what you get. Like,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. he is
0: who you thought he was. And that essentially, I mean, that's, I don't think that's blame. I think that's self-actualization Wow. in a way.
2: I
1: like it. Wow. That's true, though. Let's all take a moment to meditate on that self-actualization. So this was a
2: tough Kirk then, or Blank, huh? Woo.
1: Oh, yeah, boy. Was, uh, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled this Kirk is no or no Ryan blank.
2: Tannehill debate.
0: I mean, people hated that one, apparently. That was great.
1: I love Twitter. Blew up. Uh, all right, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. <laughs> Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgat, and Courtney Cronin, thank you for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time.